to start off, the best way to start would be to ask what the genesis was behind the album, uh, and where do the ideas come from, and of course, uh-huh. what were your influences in making the album? Well, one of our big influences on this particular record, which is which is an EP, it's it's not a, I wouldn't call it a full album because uh, you know it's a, it's only. It's, five songs <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and if you go to iTunes six songs but um, the genesis genesis was we, we were doing a tour with the psychedelic furs Tom Tom Club and the psychedelic furs all all over America and um, during the sound checks before our show we would do these improvisational jam sessions and they started sounding really good you know the people in our band uh, are, are really excellent musicians. So, so we thought these these uh, little warm ups we're doing in Soundcheck are sounding so cool. Why don't we just go into the studio and start recording as soon as we get off the road? Which is what we did. We have our own studio here in Connecticut, and it's it's really a good studio. Mm. Everybody in the touring band got together. We recorded just a couple of days worth of jam sessions, and then we um, uh, fashioned these into songs. And later, Tina uh, wrote lyrics to them. I wrote some lyrics too, but Tina wrote the uh, the lion's share. And um, uh, one of our sources of inspiration was Booker T and the MGs, who, if if you know. Anything about R and B? They were the they were the famous backing band, uh, the house band at Stax Records. So on those Otis Redding songs and those Sam and Dave songs and uh, Rufus Thomas songs, and of course they had their own records too, as Booker T and the MGs. They um, one thing they did was they were funky and and very swinging, but they also left a lot of air in the arrangements, a lot of space, so that uh, the songs weren't all, uh, it was sort of like the opposite of Phil Spector's Wall of Sound, which would pummel you with, uh, you know, orchestral arrangements. This, this Booker T and the MGs are just the opposite. Sometimes their songs were, uh, their arrangements were practically skeletal. So that's what we had in mind. Uh, uh, sort of a return to uh, funky basics. I think we almost got there. <laughs> yeah, very happy with the results. What did you hope to achieve with the album? Well, we just hope to uh, uh, provide entertainment for people that buy it and ho- uh, hopefully, uh, you know, make an impression on them that lasts for a long time. I mean that's our, our our whole thing is um, our whole thing is about entertainment and and showing our friends and our fans a good time. What was the recording process like? Were you using traditional methods, tape, analog equipment, or were you updating it with more digital formats? Well, we have we have analog and digital, but this uh, we we recently had purchased the newest Pro Tools system. You know, Pro Tools HD. We have some really excellent analog to digital converters as well. And uh, so this is a digital album recorded digitally and in fact mixed digitally also. We, uh, we tried, we have a half inch tape machine, a, 
very fine Studer half-inch tape machine that we've always used for mixing before um, we would mix to the half-inch. But this time we A-B'd. This is the first time this has ever happened. We A-B'd the uh, half-inch tape to the uh, digital uh, mix that we recorded, and for the first time ever, the digital sounded better to us than the tape. I couldn't believe it because I'm a big proponent and believer in the, the, the warmth and the beauty of analog tape recording. But I got to say, the Pro Tools people have really done it. <laughs> in a lot of modern dance and pop music, there's a lot of referencing to the whole new wave punk disco, not disco scene during you know, late 70s through to the mid 80s. Uh-huh. Do you find that this sort of trope is in danger of becoming overused in modern dance and pop music, or is it already in some respects? Referencing uh, old disco records and stuff? Yeah, well, like, like disco and new wave techniques, I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I was there for new wave, I was there for disco, and I'm, I'm here now. That's all I can say. <laughs> I live to tell the tale. And, and if, if I reference something that I did back in 1980, well, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, that, that actually that, that leads perfectly into the next bit because it's if, if you look at how your work as part of the Talking Heads and later with Tom Tom Club was arguably more outsider in terms of how you combined influences from a bunch of disparate areas into something new and how that now is very common and integrated into pop music today. I mean, uh-huh. you just need to look at the repeated sampling of Genius of Love. Mm-hmm. How, how do you view this change, this, this about face? Well, it, it's nice to be among those bands and uh, songwriters that have not gone out of fashion. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel very fortunate to have a few songs in our, in our, well, more than a few, actually, songs in our catalog that still sound fresh and good today. I don't know if you can say that about some other bands. So, so I, I, I feel like we're lucky in that respect, in many respects. <laughs> Again, sort of getting back to the um, the EP. What um, what promotions are you doing in tandem with it? Are there are there any Canadian dates in the future? Well, I, I wish that, I wish I could say yes, but I, I think you're going to have to wait till spring or summer. Um, we we had hoped this is the first time we've never had a proper tour when releasing a record, but with the economy such as it is. I think the promoters, uh, concert promoters, have really been taking it on the chin. And um, so we're not going out right now. And the, this, for the simple reason that it, it wouldn't make sense economically, the, the offers we got just weren't, weren't enough to make it worth our time. And uh, so, but we're hoping that, in fact, we already have some festivals. Um, planned for in Europe and Asia and hopefully the US and Canada for the spring and summer. The other thing we're doing is talking to radio stations <laughs> and, uh, and very happy to do so I might add. Oh, thanks. Well I mean so far I mean you're at number five in the charts last time we checked here so Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's fantastic. What what does the future hold for the group? 
Well, like I said, we're, we're, we're looking at doing festivals in the spring and summer. We're also, uh, I think we've been asked to do maybe a tour of wineries in Australia. That sounds pretty appealing to me. Seven different wineries. Uh, we, we will do more recording. Uh, this winter is going to be a good time for doing a lot of recording. When, when, when the weather's bad, it's not much fun to tour when the weather's bad, you know. So that's a good time to hunker down and write some new music. So I imagine we'll be doing that. And Tina and I also hope to uh, to uh, start recording some electronic stuff that we've we kind of started a while back and never really. Uh, got too deep into it but it, it would be um, something different from Tom Tom Club um, uh, and uh, but something that we've wanted to do for a long time so uh, that would be a, like a separate thing is it something maybe a bit more like sort of like early house kind of stuff well uh, I, I think our, our source of inspiration it would be craft work ah. and um, and also uh, something bands like the normal you know warm leatherette that type of thing kind of of really uh really sparse electronic stuff i can dig that i can dig that yeah so just to close off are there any last um any last things to say well um i do hope that we can come to canada this spring or summer i i always loved you know our trips to canada in fact you know toronto you're in hamilton right yeah but Toronto was the first place Talking Heads ever played out, outside of New York City. We were, we were invited by uh, people called General Idea, a guy named A.A. A. A. Bronson, and his uh, artistic partner, Jorge Zontel. <laughs> they had uh, a thing called File Magazine, uh, which was uh, had the same logo as Life Magazine, but the... the letters were jumbled and um, it was a really interesting arts group and and um, they brought us to Toronto in uh, I guess it was 1976 and we got snowed in we played at a place called the a space gallery which was just off of young street somewhere and um, uh, we got snowed in we ended up spending I think four days in Toronto which was really nice and uh, the artists of Toronto always showed us a really good time. So hopefully we'll be back. 